Welcome to Five Our Own Crossroads, your show all about nonprofits and the people who make the mission happen. I'm Marjorie Moore, President and CEO of Mind's Eye, and my personal mission is to make nonprofits stronger by identifying and fixing the rubs that so often come up between people and the mission. My fabulous co-host, Natalie Jablonski, is here. The Nonprofit Ninja is here, specializing in helping nonprofits maximize their time, talent, and resources to achieve organizational greatness. Hey, Natalie. Hey, guess what? What? Today is another wine on one. one. Yay. Yay. So we have awesome wine today that we are drinking. Clink, delicious, fabulous. And, you know, I was thinking the other day because I was doing something that no one likes to do. Uh, I was going through all of this stuff to get my taxes ready. Ugh. I know, which is why I was also drinking wine, which made me think yeah. of wine on ones. So you were like, let's jot this down for next time. Well, yes, no kidding. <laughs> but it made me think about some of the different ways that we interact with our donors mm-hmm. about taxes and tax deductibility and all those receipts that they're gathering because I had multiple receipts from multiple organizations who my husband and I enjoy supporting and they all do it differently. And I thought it'd be nice to have a little wine on one to discuss some of the different ways in case people were thinking of changing things up in their organization. Making it more efficient, more efficient, or perhaps more uh, educational or donor friendly. Oh, there's so many options to do. So first off, let's, let's establish like a baseline for the two of us. So do you have a letter that you send out with each donation that is there serves also as their receipt or do you do one receipt at the end of the year um it depends on the donor oh let's so i would say for probably 95 percent of our donations every let every donation gets a letter um whether it's one dollar or ten thousand dollars that's so nice you know whatever the amount is um because we feel like that's that's important to the donor right i have had some donors however say i don't want to deal with all this paperwork i don't want to cause any more work for you guys you know, just send me one at the end of the year that lists everything that I've done. That's great. <laughs> you know, I will say, first off, kudos to you for listening to your donors. Yeah. Because that is huge. Because those who listen typically get donor loyalty. That is very true. <laughs> so kudos to you. So that's awesome. So some of them get a letter every time with the tax deduction. Others, they ask to roll up. Yep. Just we And we try to make sure we get those out, you know, in the first two or three weeks of January. Because... January 31st is, I believe, the deadline. Yeah. And I don't know. Is, so is it, is there a, like a firm IRS deadline for nonprofit stuff? I know that as an employer, like you have to get your stuff out by January 31st, but do nonprofits have an actual legal deadline? You know, that's a great opportunity for us to take a look at that and put that information on our Facebook page. Yeah. That's it. Because I don't know the answer for sure. I've always went under the assumption that two and two were four, like, you know, that we were all the one big happy family, but. Uh, that all tax documents needed to be mailed out by the 31st period. Yeah. But because I don't feel confident saying 100%, I'm yeah. going to say I will look it up and provide us an answer and we'll get that on our Facebook page. Or yay Google. Or yay Google. <laughs> you got to love Google. That's right. And if and they can't put it on the internet, it's not true, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. So I've seen some cool creative things lately with donor letters. Uh, for a baseline for us, we have a donor letter to receipt. With every donation that comes in, mm-hmm. we do not do an end of the year summary tax receipt, but I have participated before in nonprofits that just do a donor thank you letter upon a gift and then have one receipt at the end of the year. Oh, and interesting. with that letter usually would come something such as a, another thank you, a great time to thank you as we reflect on the past year and all that you've contributed. And please yes. note that your receipt for taxes is listed. This is what you'll use for your tax purposes. Oh, that's nice too. I like that. And there's some great donor software out there that will actually print those for you automatically. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to do any sort of fancy 
figuring yeah. and reporting. And uh, so depending on how sophisticated you are as a nonprofit, uh, you can look into some of your reports, see if there's tax receipt letters that are in there. And it'll even do as far as if you put it in correctly and say how much was tax deductible when it goes down to like receipts for a gala, mm. it'll say that, yes, I paid $200, but a little further over, it'll say $50 was tax deductible. Therefore, you know, times two, only $100 on the right hand side is actually what your deduction. Nice. It'll do lots of fancy stuff for you. But if you're not that fancy and you just want to do it each month, I think that's cool too. Yeah. Well, I think it's important. So I think you've got two things going on. You've got thank you letters and you got tax receipts. Yeah. Those thank you letters got to go out fast. <laughs> they <laughs> no do. No matter, you know. Absolutely. I think we both agree that. Thing. Yeah. And I, we've seen some neat things being done with their tax letters, uh, tax receipts uh, at the end of the year. I've mm-hmm. seen annual reports going Ooh. in conjunction with that. So it depends on when your fiscal year ends, mm-hmm. uh, but that's a, a big piece. So if you can time your fiscal year to be ending and then being able to get that together so that by January 31st, it all hits together, great. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't lie up in your calendar, I've seen something coming out called a personal impact statement. Ooh. I received my first one of those this past year. I and like uh, think of it like a newsletter format, very mm-hmm. simple, uh, eight and a half by 14 page that was folded in half, so a very simple newsletter format. Uh, and on the f- front page was usually the lead story for the year, something big that happened for them. Uh, maybe it was a highlight of their gala or a big fundraiser, or uh, maybe it was highlighting some staff or volunteer awards that were received. And then on the inside, typically program information. It showed uh, usually a couple bar graphs on things that were happening and just quick takeaways. And then on the back, it had uh, your personal impact statement, nice. which was – a roll up of all your tax donations. And then underneath it would tell you if there was uh, underneath uh, like gala tickets, it mm-hmm. would have the full amount, but there'd be a footnote underneath that said, if gala tickets are listed above, please remember this is the tax deduct amount available in, or if the golf tickets are above, remember this is the, so it had that information yeah. below. So I thought that was kind of a neat way to be able to have my receipt printed physically on yeah. personal impact statement, but that is kind of nice. I like that. I do too. It takes a little bit of graphic work. It mm-hmm. takes a little bit of staff time, it takes planning because you're going to have to start yeah. planning that impact statement way before January because yeah. you have to get those printed. And so yeah. it will cause some efficiency. If you have a big event that you're already planning on doing in January, this may not be the right time for you. Yeah. That, well, that's what I'm thinking for our, our organization. We have a February, early February event and I'm like, I would love to do that, but oh my gosh, so much mail. Yeah, I don't know if I can do that. So then another thing I've seen that's been popular is a a thank you card. And that might be more for something that you would be able to do, considering that conflict of timing. Uh, Think of it like your Thanksgiving card or your Christmas card or your birthday card you might do. And it's just a thank you card. I've seen some that are really cool designed using the mission or a picture or or a picture collage. And it'll have a bunch of information there. It just says uh, January is a great time for us to look back over the past year and realize all we've accomplished thanks to you. Please enjoy also your tax deductible receipt located within. Nice. So now when it comes to in-kind donations, <laughs> we, there are some there are some rules and then there are some things that the donors want. <laughs> yes. There, and there is a, there's rules and there's rules that you need to follow because they're really rules and not just someone made them up. Yeah. So the IRS did make them up. Yes. The IRS um, did. And those are pretty good people to follow, yeah, by the way. So I, I would definitely go with that. Telling them that you Googled it and that's the answer. IRS yeah. is not going to take that. <laughs> no. So the rule for the IRS is that for in-kind donations... For I would say for probably 99% of the gifts any of us are going to get, you cannot tell the donor in the letter what the value of the item given is. And you know what the argument I hear from that, Marjorie, and I bet you've heard it too, is, but the donor told us yeah. 
that it was valued at this or, hey, but there are two tickets to this event. And it clearly says on the tickets that they're $100 each. So mm-hmm. therefore, we know the value. Yeah. Great. But as an organization, mm-hmm. does it go on the letter? It does not. It does not. Yeah. The only time I list a dollar amount is if it is thank you for the $25 gift certificate to your steakhouse. Right. And a monetary gift. Yeah. Correct. Yes, that is that is right. And I've had donors who have been not happy with my, quote, decision to mm-hmm. not put that on there. <laughs> like they think I've made that up. And I ask them very politely to please talk to their tax advisor before mm-hmm. they get too upset because they will verify that I'm not making up this fancy rule that they think that I've created mm-hmm. to block them from getting their donation. <laughs> well, I guess the thing that I, that always surprises me is, you know, hey, donor, actually, if I don't value it, you can really value it at whatever you want. <laughs> this is true. It's your, and, and that's the whole point is when the auditor comes knocking on their door, they're yeah. the one that has to justify how did they declare fair market value for that particular item. Exactly. Uh, my husband and I on the flip side have um, been on the donor side of it where mm-hmm. we had a, a fire pit that we had donated. That a oh. brand new fire pit, we had got it as a, I think it was a wedding gift and we ended up not needing it for the apartment that we were in. It just didn't make sense. What? You and, couldn't have the fire pit in the apartment? Well, we could, um, really but the smoke, I think the smoke alarm thing and the whole like fire <laughs> department frowning upon indoor flames. I don't know. I don't know. But if you see me cook, it's just like having a fire department <laughs> there. So, uh, but we didn't need it. And so I said, well, let's donate it to this upcoming event. They had, they had a silent auction. They asked for mm-hmm. gifts. But we didn't purchase it originally, so we weren't really sure to value it. And so yeah. I asked my tax advisor what to do, and he said, you know, hey, go out there and find it online and get at least three quotes. Some, some will say a more expensive item, get mm-hmm. five, see it five different places, and then use that as your, well, uh, this one was three ninety nine, this one was two ninety nine, this one was two fifty. So add those up, divide yeah. by three, get the average. So at least if Seems you get fair. audited, you've got something. Yeah. Which absolutely. I thought was a really good advice from my tax, my tax advisor. So. Uh, it's a great way for them to do that. So they can do that all, all, all day long. But as a nonprofit, yeah. we just clear. stay away from it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there is there is an exception. Yes. If you get that big, fancy gift. I like getting those <laughs> big, fancy gifts. I have had the privilege of processing some of those gifts, and, and that is the exception to the rule. So once it gets a value over $5,000, and again, remember, I'm not a tax advisor. I'm not giving tax advice. I'm not a CPA. Please go find your tax advisor. But uh, it, once it gets over $5,000, there are IRS documents that you can get filled out. Uh, the donor would have to give you a third-party uh, appraisal mm-hmm. for that item to verify that's oh, value. Appraisers are expensive. I don't know if I can. Uh, you, no, 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 no. The donor has to pay for it, not uh, the nonprofit. Uh, nice. it, the donor needs to get it, and the donor has to get it within a certain time frame. And their tax advisor will help them figure out, they'll read through the IRS documentation on when they need to get that appraisal. They'll turn that in. You will actually sign on behalf of the organization saying you've received a copy of the appraisal and that you have signed to verify that you've accepted that gift. Fantastic. So they will then turn that in with their taxes and, and take care of that. And then only then can you say that we received this piece of artwork as noted on the independent appraisal has been at this level and you have that copy. And uh, if you get to that situation, if you are blessed to receive a gift of that size, contact your CPA, the person who does yeah. your audits, your treasurer, and they'll help you walk through it. It's really, really painless. And, you know, if you drink enough wine, uh, all the donors will be happy. So <laughs> there's your wine on one tip for the day. I don't know about you, but my brain is taxed out just trying to figure out all oh, this tax stuff. It's always, it's always a big circle of pile of money and I don't have the money anymore and now I need more money. I know. So my best advice uh, from 501 Crossroads is if you're a nonprofit and you have a question, contact your tax advisor. And if you are a donor and you have a question, contact your tax advisor. I think that's a good, uh, your tax guy. 
should be able to back it they, up. And they all do go things. to school for a reason, folks. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to all of you for joining us on 501 Crossroads. 501 Crossroads is recorded at the studios of Mind's Eye Radio. Mind's Eye is produced and hosted by me, Marjorie Moore. And me, Natalie Jablonski. Mike Curtis is our sound engineer. Please go to iTunes or Stitcher or whatever kind of app you're using to listen to the show and like us, subscribe to us, leave us some feedback. That way everybody else out there can find us. You can find 501 Crossroads on Facebook. Thank you for joining us. And remember, we're all working towards the same outcomes.